0: I've loved music my whole life, and even at a very young age, I would harmonize with music. But the first time that it really clicked for me was when I sang at my sister's recital. Um, The vocal coach had asked if anyone else wanted to sing when they were done with the set they had put together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was not a part of this, but I was in the audience with my mom. And when she asked if anyone else wanted to sing, I was three at the time, oh my um, but I ran up on stage and I took the mic and just most of the time, almost for that entire song, I guessed the words and harmonized with it instead of singing the melody. But I feel like that's when I really clicked with music. And that's how I knew that that's what I wanted to do. My mind, to
1: Take me there. It's rough. Every day is a race to live. It's tough. And go sorry night. You're the light. I want you by my side. You're a beautiful work of art. My heart. Take my hand. Take me there or I'll fall apart. Getting lost in the canvas of your eyes. All I want is you by my side.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I'm your host, Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show, and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course, you can find our podcast through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you're a performer who would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livinginthelimelight.com. And thanks, of course, so much for listening. Multi-instrumentalist and award-winning songwriter Liliana Tani Lulu, was born to share her passion for music. At only 14 years old, Liliana has contributed to over 50 music videos with combined views in the hundreds of millions. She's recorded vocals on hundreds of tracks and performed on stages across the globe. In 2017, she became a member of the One Voice Children's Choir. In 2018, she became a member of Kids America, a singing group that created original music together. In 2020, Lulu joined the Acapop Kids, a music brand created behind the minds of Pentatonix. In 2022, she joined Far Out Records' girl group called Glotivation, representing Far Out Toys' Glow Up Dolls. She's been a guest performer on the news, radio stations, and podcasts with performances at venues as large as the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. She's even done a tour in Japan. And behind all this accomplishment is a young human with a dream of creating music that will inspire Uplift and bring people together. So let's meet Lulu. Welcome to Living in the Limelight. How are you today?
0: I'm good. How are you?
2: I am fantastic. I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while because um, I can tell you what inspires me as a person in general is seeing younger generations of kids just like doing good and doing good stuff. And actually, I'd love to, I want to kind of talk about your origins and where you got started with music, but before this escapes my brain. Do you see um, kids your same age that um, are just buried in their phones and they're doing video games and kind of like getting separated from, from life? Do you observe that or is it just something that we adults see? And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I can see there's a, there's kind of a contrast. There are the kids that are just into it. They're into school, they're into um, extracurriculars, they're doing a lot of stuff they're making a difference in the world. And they're like a new generation of kids that are sort of so centered with their technology. They're literally attached to their phones. They're playing Mm -hmm. a lot of video games. Do you see that? Do you observe that in maybe not necessarily your friends, but in, in kids that are your age?
0: Do you observe it too? Yes, I definitely do. I always notice how people are always so invested in their phones and not what's going on around them. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> it is. And how do, how do you feel about that? Like because I can't imagine we're going to talk for quite a while about like your achievements and the things that you've done and if I mean even if you did the math of the stuff that you've done it would be almost an impossible thing for you to have spent a lot of time on your phone just kind of isolated because you're a contributor. You're con- you're giving to the world. So mm-hmm. do you do you feel like <laughs> sorry is not the right word but do you feel like you want to try to encourage those kids that are not engaged? Do you want to try to inspire them to um, do similar things to what you're doing?
0: Yes, definitely. I think that people should once in a while take a step back um, and just focus on what's going on around them because I think it is better for their mental health and who they are as a person because who people become can be um, very much influenced by what they're seeing online and what their friends are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if people just take take a step back and focus on what they want to do and how they like what kind of person they want to be, I think it would definitely help and the world would become such a better place if we just used it as a tool and not something we're staring at every single day.
2: Amen to that. You're preaching to the choir. I love to hear that. Um, I love to ask that question of, of younger people because believe it or not, I've heard. The other side of the story I've heard you know, kids your age, your exact same age, and they're like, Oh, oh no, I'm I'm with it. I do lots of things and and this is, you know, just a, a part of my life, but they operate during the day with it a lot. And it seems to consume and, you know, there's cyberbullying and all this stuff that's happening and the negative part of it, right? And if you get too embedded, just like you said, it it can frame you, it can it can force a um, development in you that maybe you didn't want. So now, mm-hmm. and now let's go back way, way back. And this is not that far for you because you're young. But um, talk to us a little bit about that um, that evening. It was an evening or an afternoon when your sister was performing. When Christmas comes to town, I was reading a little bit about that. And your, I think, in your view, that was like the very beginning of your your musical journey, right? How did that happen?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've loved music my whole life and even at a very young age, I would harmonize with music. But the first time that it really clicked for me, was when I sang at my sister's recital. Um, the vocal coach had asked if anyone else wanted to sing when they were done with the set they had put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not a part of this, but I was in the audience with my mom. And when she asked if anyone else wanted to sing, I was three at the time, Oh my god! Um, but I ran up on stage and I took the mic and just most of the time, almost for that entire song, I guessed the words and harmonized with it instead of singing the melody. But I feel like that's when I really clicked with music. And that's how I knew that that's what I wanted to do.
2: I can absolutely see that. Is there a video of that moment? you guys have yeah
0: there is actually my mom took a video
2: (laughs) amazing yeah that is going to be something to really look back um at it's funny i was talking to a drummer um just the other day he's going to be on the podcast um released before years i think and uh he's a professional drummer he's been doing it for like 25 30 years i don't know the number and when i was talking to him he said um he said his story and then he said oh by the way his name is kent arborly he lives in atlanta he said, by the way, I'm looking at the um, the first drum set that I ever played. It's here in my office. And uh, that was like an instant connection to his origin, right, the origin of the story. And you have, with that video and with the story, kind of like a, a really cool way to have begun what you have done from, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I totally appreciate that. Um, and I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that moment as three years old being just – Pulled? Do you probably just felt totally pulled toward that stage to grab the microphone and do it? It wasn't like, oh, I'm nervous. I think you just you just did it because your body moved you there. Is that right?
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's totally amazing. And I think that speaks to the the driving force behind all the things that you have done so far, um, so which I really want to get into and, and highlight for the people who are listening because um, you have. a a bright future. I'm no expert. I don't have the crystal ball, but you you have all the makings. You have the the desire, the perseverance, which I guess that's in my notes. Let's go ahead and jump to that because you mentioned your vocal vocal coach at some point said, you know what, Lulu, you've got perseverance. And I think in your notes, you said you didn't really understand what the word was at the time, but now you've kind of figured it out. So talk about Mm -hmm. perseverance.
0: Um, If you look up perseverance, um, it means doing something despite the difficulty. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've definitely experienced a lot of no's in my life, but it just makes it so much more special when you know that you've worked hard to get that one yes. Um, I tried out for the One Voice Children's Choir um, three times. I was seven, eight, and nine. At the time, OVCC was smaller and there was no openings for a 10-year-old female or soprano. Mm -hmm. But I kept trying because I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And since I already knew what no felt like, I didn't want to give up. So I kept trying. And when I finally got the yes that I got in, it felt so much better knowing how hard that I worked. So when my vocal coach said that, it really meant a lot to me. Um, And perseverance is such an important thing just in general in life. Because it can be really hard to even just make friends and sit in where you are. And it's very important, no matter how hard it gets, you just keep going.
2: That is so good. Oh my goodness, yeah. And again, you're you're speaking well beyond your age. You've got wisdom, of, um, just this perspective on life. And I love how you can apply that, that word to anything because it's really true. If you practice at something long enough, you will get some mastery in it. If you put your heart mm-hmm. into something, you're gonna you're gonna feel it, and you're gonna contribute, and that that's so amazing. So, um, you're young, and you've got friends, and you've got um, parties and social activities. You're you're going through your um, growing years, but you also have like a a serious music career in like developing and and and, and moving forward. I always like to ask, how can you? kind of take both of those things and not let one overtake the other and you know have a childhood
0: Um, yeah yeah um it can be hard to balance both but um i think that if you do make time for your mental health and school and focusing on yourself even if it means taking breaks for a while um that will really help but i really like to take it in small sections sometimes i'll just Kind of take a break from everything but I'll still continue to write music because that's what I do it makes me happy mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of an escape for me it's a way to heal because um, I got bullied in school a lot and that's also a big reason why I threw myself into music um, it was just my way to heal because I love to write down how I feel and maybe it can help others who are experiencing the same thing um, but yeah I think it's very important to take breaks and focus on yourself. But once you feel like you're ready, you hop back onto it and keep going no matter how hard it gets.
2: I love that. I think it's, it's super brave. And, um, I think all the, um, psychology experts, it's funny. I spoke to an artist, um, her podcast just released. So I'd love if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. So Olympia and she's, um, Mm -hmm. a doctoral student studying to be, um, psychologist and she's a, a performing artist. And I think it's, it's so important for you to be introspective and think about what you are and how you are, and not let that world cave in on you, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I'm curious to know, because um, you said you were bullied. Why do you think that there is seemingly an increase in bullying in general among like people of your age? Because I I work in a school and I know and I I see it. I hear about it. We get trained on how to help students, you know, with that. And it, it's, it's a really, really current item. Do you, do you, th- do you have any, you know, like ideas as to why that might be something that's really current right now that's in the, in the news and such?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people do it most of the time just because they're insecure and maybe they're going through things ourselves or at home mm-hmm. and they just need someone to take it out on. Um, so they'll just, They'll come up to you and then start bullying you, but they sometimes they don't realize that they're doing it and how bad it hurts.
3: Mm-hmm. They're
0: just doing it to make themselves feel better, which is wrong in my opinion, but it's okay to feel that way. Um, also, some people are just different, but I think that that's a good thing because if everyone were the same, the world would just be a pretty weird place to be in. <laughs> right. um, so it's, it's good to have differences. And even if people are bullying you, you have to stay strong and get through it because just know that they're probably going through something themselves and you don't want to beat them up about it back, but just just fight it yourself. And but you can stand up for yourself, of course, always. That's very important because I remember I was always too scared to do that. Um, but when I did, it felt good because they knew that they were hurting me and they stopped. So I think it's very important to be firm about it without hurting their feelings.
2: That's really interesting. Yeah to to make the make the feelings known because it's it's a situation where sometimes it's one sided, right? The bully would be saying something, and the 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 person who's being bullied is just absorbing it or trying to get away or whatever. Instead of um mm-hmm. putting a foot down and at least saying, "Well, this is how it lands on me." You should know. And I love what you said. It agrees totally with what, Olymp- what Olympia said, in that a lot of the time it comes from their side. It, it comes from something that they're experiencing and the empathy that you have in your voice, like, you know, it, it would be mm-hmm. great to know what's going on with them. So it could be, you know, remedied. That's, that's so amazing because somebody as a bully victim yourself, it, you know, you could potentially have like all of this hate and all of this discomfort. And, and like, I, I don't want to talk to those kinds of people anymore, but you, you've you come around and you've seen how music can be healing and uh, talk about that a little bit, I think, if, if you want. Um, do you plan on releasing music or do you have any songs out that kind of address this in a direct way? Or do you want to do that so that you can reach out to the kids that are being bullied?
0: Yes. Um, I do have a few songs that I've wrote. I have a few in the process as well um, that I'm working on. But I have released one. It is called You Are Enough. And I wrote that when I was going through a rough time myself, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And people were constantly telling me that I wasn't good enough or I had to change in order to fit a certain part mm-hmm. or like a certain role, if that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm, it does. Um,
0: so I wrote that song just kind of to remind people that no matter what people tell you to do or who they say you have to be, You don't have to be anyone who anyone else tells you to be. You just have to find out who you are and who you want to be. And that's the most important thing in life is just knowing what you want and what kind of person you would like to be, even in the future. Because we're constantly changing and growing as we get older Mm -hmm. and we learn from things as well. So it's very important to take the experiences that you have and learn from them, even if you make mistakes. Um, you'll constantly be building yourself up and sometimes you might get knocked down, but it's always so important to just keep in mind that you are enough and you don't have to change for anyone as long as you love who you are.
2: That's so sweet. I love that. And uh, it reminds me of, of some song lyrics um, from a band that I follow They're in Spanish. So um, we won't go into them here, but um, in the essence is, uh, you know, you, you are a part of a relationship with everyone that you have a relationship with, Are you bring certain things to the table. And if you don't have enough of you, it's going to be lopsided. And uh, I love the self-development that you do. It, when you say that you, you kind of wrote in your journal or your diary about it, how therapeutic was that for you to kind of like, just get your thoughts out when you were kind of feeling frustrated?
0: It was very nice to be able to just write down how I was feeling and Sometimes it's even nice to just talk to someone about it. It helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's very good for anyone to just keep your emotions building up inside of you because it could be like a a bomb that's just waiting to explode. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that to happen. So it's very important to just like slowly let out your stress. And if you're having a hard day, just write about it. And it helps so much. And what I do is I just write, through music and I write down how my day it or how I feel and then I turn it into a song I just make it rhyme and but it still has the same message that I'm trying to get across mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. um yeah I love writing music because it's a great way to just bring others up if they're going through the same thing as I am because it can be very relatable some music is so relatable it just it makes your heart feel so much better knowing that other people are going through the same as you and you're not alone. Uh And I think it's, it's just very important to be able to let out your emotions and not keep them building up forever.
2: That's really cool. And you're, you're seemingly part of a two way street because I imagine, um, that you listen to all sorts of artists and, uh, to try to get inspiration Mm -hmm. and just to feel, um, what they're trying to portray. Um, Speaking of, are, are there any artists that you'd like to name that kind of really just light your fire and get you like in in the mode of, of doing music and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could write songs like that? Are there a few artists that like might uh, you could name here that would be inspiring for you?
0: Yeah, there are quite a few, actually. Um, one of them, Christina Aguilera, I have always been a huge fan of hers. Mm-hmm. And her song Beautiful is such an amazing song because the lyrics and everything about it, the melody, it's just something about it really just makes me feel better about myself. She's reminding you that you're beautiful and it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Um, and also Beyonce, she has a song called I Was Here, and it's about just making a change in the world and not letting people bring you down again. Mm-hmm. Um. There are quite a few artists, actually. I have a lot that I listen to, but those are definitely my two favorites, I would say.
2: So if you got a phone call tomorrow from either one of those two ladies working on a a project and they wanted a collab and they heard about you, um, would that be a a firm yes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's sort of a rhetorical question, because, oh, my gosh, why? Why would you say no to that? Yeah, that'd be an amazing (laughs) experience. Um, mm-hmm. Well, cool. Let's go into your songs. Um, I've written some, of some titles down and I love hearing the story of um, like behind the scenes of how a song came to mind and, and maybe how it evolved and how it was recorded and whatever you want to share about it. Um, the first one being Distant Memories.
0: Yes, Distant Memories was quite a process. <laughs> um, I usually record a demo song playing my guitar and singing, and I send it to VoxFox Productions. Um, and before any production, I tell her what kind of vibe I want, and I send her um, examples of like the mood that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but Distant Memories was one of the first songs I recorded entirely at home, so it was a bit tricky doing it myself. Um, but when I lived in Utah, I would do all of the final recording work at her studio. But now that I live so far away, I record vocals from here and send them to her for the final production. And we kind of just send it back and forth and we keep improving it, um, and finding some way to make it better. Uh That's what we did with distant memories, but I love the way it turned out. It was definitely worth it for the whole process.
2: And and for the writing of for the lyrics, um, was there an event in your life or a series of events, or was is it very is it autobiographical? Is it just from observations that you saw of other people? Or kind of walk us through the the meaning of the song for you and what you're trying to portray to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, distant memories. Me and my mom actually wrote it together. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> she helps me write a lot of my music. Actually, it's very nice. That's so cool Um, Yeah It's kind of Since we moved here It's been a bit hard Without our family So each line in the song Is actually About a certain family member Um, So it kind of has A very personal meaning to us And it reminds us Of our family Even though we're far away Mm -hmm. We can still Feel connected to them Um, That's why it's called Distant memories Even though we're distant. And so far away, we still have all of these great memories together, and we can keep creating more no matter what. Um, but that's pretty much what the song's about. Each line has a specific meaning to someone very specific in our family. Um, it's all just a core memory for us. Uh-huh. So this song means so much, and I'm really happy with the way it turned out. It turned out very nice. Oh and my goodness.
2: That is so yeah. cool. That's a really cool concept, actually. So it's like um, almost like a family genealogy um, or a family <laughs> tree, but in a narrative kind of song form. This is not I. I know the answer to this question before I ask it. I think, but um, were the family members informed about this project beforehand? Did they find out after it was done? Do they still not know? Where does it? Where does it? Where do we fall on the answer there? <laughs>
0: um, I don't remember telling them while we were in the process of making the song mm-hmm. i think we did advertise it though so i'm sure they've listened to it now and they do probably know that some parts are about them because we have very distinct memories about it uh-huh. um yeah most of them probably know and if they don't then that's a bit sad but that's okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> well just uh you know we we all get busy and uh and had you know it's it'd be a big good treasure hunt to find hey well, wh- what did she sing about <laughs> me I, I would love that. Um, yeah. Cool. Let's move into Mr. Snowman, which kind of gets us into, um, I, I I get the feeling you are pretty much like all in for Christmas. Like Christmas is a big holiday <laughs> for you. Um, I, I saw a lot of posts from you on Instagram around Christmas, which we just had, and uh, and, and you've got some Christmas music. So talk about um, like what that holiday mean, means to you, your family, and how that song came about.
0: Um, Mr. Snowman was actually one that me and my mom wrote again. (laughs) It took a while to get the full song, and the lyrics were kind of everywhere before we actually started working on it. So it took a while to actually organize it and make it into a real song. Mm -hmm. But um, I do love Christmas. My entire family and I love it so much. Um, It's just the feeling that it gives you. It's just excitement and joy and the suspense as well. (laughs) <laughs> on Christmas Eve, just waiting for Santa to come around. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I remember in Utah, this one also has a memory with it for me. I remember in Utah, I would always go out with my brothers when it was snowing and build snowmen with them. Uh-huh. Even if we didn't have carrots, we'd find like sticks to put for their noses and it was so much fun. And we would just dance with them. It's really funny. We would just start dancing and imagining the snowman were dancing with us. Oh, huh, wow, cool. So that's... Yeah, it was really fun, actually. (laughs) It's great to have that imagination, even when you're older. Um, Yeah, we love Christmas so much. And I think the most important thing about it is really just spending time with people you love. Um, And I personally love the food and the eggnog. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I haven't been an eggnog person myself, but um, you're right. The the food is just... You know, and it's a product of the environment, right? You get everyone together and you want to feed mm-hmm. everyone, and so all the great recipes come out. Do you have a favorite um, Christmas dish or dishes or um, something that you like? Oh man, I have 11 months to wait until I eat that. Is there a, a certain food that only comes out at Christmas for your family?
3: Hmm. I think, oh my gosh, I don't know. We it's have really one.
0: Just, oh, what is it?
2: Sausage balls.
0: Oh, and wow. it's not
2: a Christmas per se item that would be fall on anyone's menu, but they're the mm-hmm. most delicious. It's it's sausage and um, cheddar cheese and bisquick basically I, put I'm together. Kidding. Oh, we you know <laughs> you, we just we keep them in the freezer, and that day when they're gone finally is like the saddest day.
3: <laughs> oh, oh no!
2: But um, yeah. Can you think? You can't think of anything maybe that is particular for your um experience for Christmas.
0: I've never really thought about it. If I'm being honest, I'm always looking forward to eggnog. Uh-huh. Um, we do make caramel pretzels, mm. like caramel chocolate pretzels. They're most of the time around Christmas, so I do look forward to those.
2: Yeah, you're making me hungry because I love pretzels in general. So that's nice, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're neat. Okay, well, let's move into "Take Me There." what's going on with that song and how did it come about and and maybe talk about the recording of it too.
0: Okay. Take Me There was actually written um, based off of a book that I read in seventh grade. The book was called Take Me There by Susan Colasanti. Um, It was a very good book and very inspiring as well. Um, I decided to write that song because I love the title of the book and the message along with it. It's about, high schoolers who are just trying to they're trying to get better and their mental health is kind of declining and it's been rough for them but in the end they all come together they're all besties again and it's it's just amazing how it ends it up and there's also so many plot twists um <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but I love that about it yeah um so the song I originally wrote it um on guitar I played it on guitar the first time And I did write it in seventh grade, but I can't believe I just barely released it in ninth. Wow. Um, It was also quite a process. We had to send it to Vox Fox Productions. And again, it was one of those back and forth things where we had to keep improving on it. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how it started as an acoustic song and then improved to become like techno, like spacey. It's so cool but i do love how it turned out it's such a vibe
2: honestly <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool yeah it's funny cuz i was just talking to sasha hurtado the other day about um her experience on the voice and um she mm-hmm. had that same thing happen with one of her songs recently where it just was a 180 um twist from what it started as and i love that about mm-hmm. art in general that there's no preconceived ending it's going to it's going to take the twists and turns where it goes and and I, I love that you are open to that and you actually like love the, the final product, even though it started with a simple acoustic guitar and it's like, Whoa, we have this. so well, that's really cool. Um, I have a, an out of the box idea for you if you haven't done it already. Okay. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. What about sharing the song with the author of the book? Have you tried to track her down? Is she still alive? Yeah. <laughs> and have you looked into that?
0: I have not actually.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought I think that would be an amazing experience because you know she that put, would be. yeah she put her art out there for people to consume and enjoy and it's it's great to see. Tell me if this is true. I've never been up in front of an audience singing, but it's great to see the audience singing back to you, right, with your music. That's an awesome yes, feeling. Yes, definitely. So imagine this this author written who's written a book and you've got a song based off of it. Um, I think she would be over the moon, kind of happy about it so um if if you don't explore that avenue i might explore it for you (laughs) if you get a (laughs) phone call one day from from that author um answer it that
3: would be so cool (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) so cool okay and speaking of cool um let's move overseas to japan and can you frame for us I, i don't know i you know kind of think of it i don't think i know on one hand, I can't count how many people I've, I've talked to in my life that have been to Japan, and and you have, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that experience, the, um, the what you're able to do there, what happened, you know, you're, I'm sure now you have a good, like a connection, do you feel culturally connected to Japan, and, you know, kind of yes. a shout out to that whole experience, because what, what I, I know about travel, I've traveled quite a bit, is it changes you, um, I lived in Spain for, almost four months and I was a totally different person afterwards and it, it altered my life completely. And uh I would love to hear how, how Japan has kind of shaped you into a, a more aware person, a different person. Just uh talk about Japan yeah. as much as you want.
0: Okay. Um Japan was life changing for me. Um when I got the call back saying that I was able to go, I was so excited. It was kind of crazy. Um <laughs> I was freaking out and there were even dolls that had like sushi purses that I wanted to bring with me because I always love sushi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was very excited to just be around a new culture and try all this new food because I, I love food. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm doing <getting> that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Masa from One Voice, he took us to Japan for a special project he was working on and he showed us where he's from and taught us about the culture. And we also got to meet his very kind parents and I really loved everything about Japan. We got to sing at so many cool places. Mm-hmm. One was on the water at canal cafe. There was a stage like on the water. It oh, was cool. so cool. It was really scary cause it kept rocking back and forth, but oh. it was very pretty as well with the lights. Um, and the lights of the city behind us too were amazing. The view was so beautiful. Um, I also did love the food and mm-hmm. there were so many, so many cool things there and everyone was also so different and the shops were amazing too. And even at the hotel we were at, there was a Seven Eleven right next to it where we would go and just grab our food because it was so fancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really nice. And I think the most important, the most important part for me was the connection with the other kids that we sang at school for um we didn't speak the same language as they did but when we sang to them we could see it in their faces and their eyes that they knew what the message we were trying to get across with the music we were singing and that really just proved that music does have a way of connecting people even if you don't speak the same language they still understand the point you're trying to get across and it's really amazing how it can just inspire you and still connect people without even knowing. It's crazy. Um, But that was a life-changing experience for me, just knowing how much music can change people and bring people together. I think that it can change the world. Um, Japan was just amazing. I went with my mom, and it was great to go with my friends as well. There were so many cool experiences. Um, I would love to go again someday.
2: Really, <laughs> I'm. I'm sure I'd love to go too. And uh, the, the Japanese people. Uh, it sounds like you were treated really, really well on a like mm-hmm. a cultural perspective. Um, just in very general terms, can you think of like some really neat things that you observed about uh, Japanese culture and the way maybe families um, integrated with each other, uh, and just things like I know you walked away. You, I'm sure you walked away as a more inspired musician because you you just very eloquently said how music can transcend boundaries and connect cultures, and that's such an astute observation for a, a person your age. But did, <laughs> when you were there watching, like the people besides just the music, did you go, "Oh, that is so sweet, the way this is happening"? Or certain takeaways from um, from Japan that you admire and maybe even uh, would adopt into your own, like, behaviors and such? Because I have, uh, you know, I've, I've studied Japan a little bit in, in my life, but I've always heard people mm-hmm. hold the Japanese people in really high regard in terms of just the way they treat each other and whatnot. But what, what did you see when you were there?
0: All of the people there were so sweet, and they kept the city um, of Tokyo as, like, clean as they possibly could. There was no trash anywhere mm-hmm. because they cared about the environment. And if you even just bumped into someone, they would always apologize. And everyone was just so kind and so sweet to each other and welcoming. It was very different from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So it was very cool to experience that because sometimes you can feel like humanity is just failing. But Japan definitely gave me that hope that we're still doing good and there is definitely hope out there. Um, because everyone just cared about each other. Even if you didn't know who this person was, you would still care and be there for them. It was a very beautiful thing. And everything about that place was just different, but in a very good way.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's very well put. And that that um, corresponds to exactly what I would have thought. And um, I know that um, China and Japan are very different cultures in the way they are, but I can tell you, uh, my wife studied in Japan, and I remember this story is exactly how it has that happened. She had one of those like bulky, um, cameras with the long lenses, right? She loves photography and, uh, she was mm-hmm. going downstairs or something. And, uh, it was, she was a little bit older than you. It was a college age and, uh, dropped her camera, fell on the ground and, uh, you know, broke into a few pieces or whatever. I, know. I don't know. And, uh, the, one of the people, one of the students that she was with, she, the kid was like, Oh, I, I can get that fixed for you. Don't worry. And, the, her camera was gone for like a day or two and came back and it was in perfect condition, polished up. Oh my gosh. For no charge. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And it was very similar experience dealing with um, with families and whatnot. So respectful and just nice and appreciative and um, would love to listen to her speak English because that was like, you know, entrancing for them to listen to English. And so I, I do think that we have a lot. Um to learn from these older cultures and these um these these places that um have some really good things going on so i'm glad you got to see that and and can kind of spread that message um that's totally cool <laughs> um all right glotivation you gonna have to educate me a little bit on this because i don't I know what it is but i have um March's <laughs> t- march 2022 march as a has a date with it um from far out records what what's all that about
0: Um, Glotivation is really amazing, and every time we get together, it ends up being so much fun. Um, I was invited to audition for Glotivation, and at first, I was a bit scared because I was meeting new people, and I am a bit awkward at first, (laughs) but it was amazing because when I met the other girls, I felt like I fit right in, and I felt at home with them. I could just be myself, and they wouldn't judge me. They were all so nice, all the people there who helped us as well. Um, and I also love the Glow Up dolls who Glowtivation is representing. Mm-hmm. Um, their doll line inspires people to be authentic and unique and just true to who they are, even though they're different. And that's a very important message that they have. And I love that these dolls aren't just any dolls. They have a point to them. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Very cool, in my opinion, and I love that I can be a part of this because it's such an amazing meaning behind them.
2: That is so neat. And uh, is that something that c- could continue to on in the future, or was it like a limited time for, um, you know? And then now it's done for you, or um, do you look forward to um, seeing those those girls again?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that we will do a lot more in the future. I really hope so, because every time we've gone together, it's been so much fun and so different every time. But it, I feel like we get closer with everyone there, um, like even the videographers. It's always so much fun. And I really hope to work with them again. Hopefully, it's a continuous thing, mm-hmm. because it's been truly amazing to work with everyone.
2: And that's a similar story. Again, I'll bring up Sasha. It's funny because of the parallel between you and her, but... Um, like on the voice, my um thought about those high tense, like high pressure shows, uh, when I approached her mm-hmm. with this question was like, oh, well, you know, it's like going to be a cutthroat situation. You got everyone competing against each other, right? Who everyone, everyone wants to win, and she's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's a family. We love each other, and I'm like, yeah, really. And I think your point about music is what does that like music is the common denominator singing and expressing is the thread right that everyone is connect by and you all have different perspectives you all look different and you all come in with different experiences but that commonality of making music together is is like the bond and it it helps Mm -hmm. a lot so um music is is underrated um as a connecting thing but you have proven just in your few lot you know years on this earth that that it's, um, it needs to be appreciated more as, um, you know, mm-hmm. bringing people together. So cool. Um, I also wrote down here uh, the MGM grant in Las Vegas. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big stage for a, a young person. Uh, what was that about? <laughs>
0: um, the MGM grant in Las Vegas was a very neat experience. Um, I went with the One Voice Children's Choir, and we went to sing for the Lions Club, and representatives from every nation were there, and the stage was so beautiful. There were huge flags um, lining the stage. It was so beautiful, and my friend Eva and I sang a reprise of A Million Dreams leading into their program. It felt so magical getting dressed up and singing to represent my choir family. And seeing the look on people's faces when we started singing, it was such a beautiful moment for both of us um, and the entire choir. And if you didn't know, the Lions Club is a global network of volunteers that work together to take action and serve others. And their goal is to build a community that wants to make a difference in the world. And anything from the environment to health or hunger, they do a lot of good in the world. So I think that the Lions Club is very, very cool, and I love the meaning they have behind what they do.
2: Yeah, I'm a hundred percent behind you on that. Um, the Lions mm-hmm. Club in in my area, um, in Cherokee County, is super active, and they work with the schools and they, um, they sponsor various events and uh, and and collect do collections for various causes, and I. I think it's great. It's it's the essence of volunteerism, where people get together and try to help humanity. And for you to be mm-hmm. connected to that, that's super awesome. Um, tell me a little bit about One Voice. I've I've seen references to it. I heard you talk about it. Um, what's the overarching um, like goal, and how is that all structured? Um, I first
0: um figured out OBCC existed because I came across one of their YouTube videos. Um it was a cover of Let It Go From Frozen and Lexi huh. Walker was in it too. Um it was a very, very cool video and everyone just looked like they were such good friends. They were jamming together and it looked like a blast to just have friends that did the same thing that you did mm-hmm. and love doing it. Um so I auditioned for it a few times. And when I finally got in, it felt amazing. And right as I got there, I made friends right away. And it was amazing to be able to just sing with people who I love and do what I love with them. I think that's, that was very, very cool for me to be able to experience that. And OVCC has given me so many cool opportunities. We got to sing for Jackie Chan. And we always went to the recording studio to record for music videos. And the music videos were always a blast, too. Sometimes it was really hard work, and sometimes it was just fun, and we got to film it. Um, (laughs) It was all very different, but it was so neat to experience all of those things. Um, And being able to know how different things are now, it gave me a boost in the music industry, and I'm so glad that OVCC was a part of my life. Um, It was a huge part of it. And I really love everything about it.
2: Is it a program that still exists or was it um, only active while you were a part of it? Is it still going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just I didn't have any vocabulary on it. I was like, it, so is the goal to, to bring performers together from all sorts of experiences and create a, a voice, a choir, um, and that choir goes to different places to perform?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, the choir does travel a lot. Um, I had to leave in 2021 um, and it was hard because I had to leave and we were moving. So it was, would have been very hard to stay in it, but they do travel a lot and they're constantly posting, posting content. um, And the message behind their performing and their music is really beautiful. They cover songs that mean something to people and the Motha who like arranges the music for it Mm -hmm. and the different parts, he puts so much time and effort into it. It always turns out so amazing and different than what you would expect. It's just mind blowing what he does and how the beautiful voices of children come together and sing it. It's such a cool experience.
2: (laughs) And there's really nothing more pure, um, than the voice of a child and we see it time and time again i'm i'm a little bit older than you and to have um either in in singing form like you're describing or just speaking like when kids speak what they really see and feel it's sometimes we as adults go yeah you know you're right (laughs) i shouldn't do that or you know whatever and uh it's a it's usually very pure and innocent and um purposeful and positive and all of that and um I, cannot, mm-hmm. I love that you are connected to that organization and uh, and how it's kind of like you said helped shape your, your music career and help you affirm that yeah. you know music is so powerful very cool um, mm-hmm. I saw recently um, a music video called my home and I uh, was hoping you might kind of that video was looked like it was more one that you you wanted to put together for your own song versus like going with you know one voice and and having someone manage you and tell you what to do. This was like the personal project. Um, how'd you feel about that? And when you, you know, watch your, your own music videos or do you constantly like, Oh, I think I wanted to change that, but it, or, or are you super happy with the way it came out and, and where were you? And, you know, just the, tell me a little bit about that video.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on every video I make. Sometimes there's always something I want to go back and change, mm-hmm. but then in other ones, it's just, It's perfect and magical. And that's how my home was. Um, We actually filmed two videos that day, back to back, um, because we were getting ready to move. We had to kind of speed things up. Um, I had to borrow things from neighbors to (sighs) help make the set look whimsical. (laughs) Um, Because I wanted to be kind of a magical video, like fairyland. (laughs)
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Hence the dress. I get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That dress is really pretty. Um, very heavy though.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can understand.
0: Um, yeah, we filmed it at Gardner village because it used to be my favorite place to go with my grandma. We would go there all the time and get treats. It was so much fun. Uh-huh. Um, they're beautiful lakes and bridges and it's just a really cool place. If you live in Utah, I would definitely recommend going, um, and Jake's Warrior Media was actually the videographer from Kids America, mm. and he agreed to film both videos for me back-to-back, which was so sweet of him. And Jake is really an amazing person to work with because he makes it comfortable. He's a very nice person to be around, and it just feels like I'm working with a friend. Aww. I feel very comfortable around him, yeah. Um, and sometimes it can be awkward when you're filming with people. Um because you know they're just recording you. Mm -hmm. But with Jake, it feels different because he just makes it fun and he makes it seem like he's your friend because he is and he cares about how the video will turn out and he wants to make it perfect just for you. Um, I love Jake so much. He's very sweet. That's um, cool. Yeah.
2: I'd love to put his information if I, mean, I don't know how it works, but um, on your mm-hmm. page on living in the limelight will of course feature, you know, all of your socials mm-hmm. and whatnot, but anything else I'd love to put links to one voice and links to Jake and his um, production stuff so that maybe someone who watches your video, they could go, you know what? I really love the way that's done. And it, it sounds like he's a super nice person to work with. So maybe they could reach out. Do you think? That, mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll get that from you later. That sounds great. And you're okay. right. That's something really um, kind of unknown in, in in your world, and is that you're yeah. put in front of many different kinds of people, uh, and some, and just like with being in the world in general, there are all kinds of personalities, right? And uh, mm-hmm. you have to kind of size someone up and learn how they're going to be with you, and try the best you can to surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive and whatnot. So um, I, I understand that. Sometimes it's difficult. I'm glad you found someone in your corner for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to give yeah. you um, a crystal ball right now. I'm going to give you like the power to envision <laughs> your, your perfect day. And this isn't like, you know, I want to be 21 and doing this and this. I'm talking like tomorrow. If something would happen tomorrow, you could wake up and um, do everything in that day that you wanted to do. Uh, what would you do?
0: Ooh, that's a great <laughs> question. <Well>. Um. <laughs> I would definitely sleep in maybe oh. till like around 12. I love sleeping. <laughs>
2: well, you're, you're um, young and, and kids need their sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely grab a cup of coffee, whether it's at home or at Starbucks or something. Um, that's a great way to start off the day, actually. Um, Are you
2: a hot coffee drinker or cold?
0: Both. Both? I would just... Love coffee, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Die hard. Um, hmm I like to try all different kinds. It's it's really fun actually. Mm-hmm. Um I think Hmm.
3: So
2: you guys I your do sleep love in. to Sorry you got yes, your sleep I in, you got sleep. your coffee. I'm just gonna catch myself
0: mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah. I got my sleep, I got my coffee. I would probably wanna go shopping or to a movie or something like that I would just want to go out and have a fun day Um, maybe with a few friends or just with my mom because my mom is pretty much my best friend Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's very very fun and I feel like she's more than a mom to me Um, so it'd be fun to go with her and maybe after that I would invite a few friends to go stargazing in a big field with maybe just a ton of blankets because I've always wanted to do that I would love to just go in a big open field and look at the sky because I think stars can make such cool shapes if you really look at it.
3: Mm-hmm, um, it'd be
0: really fun to just imagine what stars could be like putting together for you, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you can paint <laughs> your own pictures. You can uh, imagine, even if you don't know the constellations, you don't know where everything is oriented. It's, it's an open canvas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So- very cool. Okay. So that takes us actually to all the way to the nighttime. Would there be, um, you know, dinner at a, We talked food before, so you might need to mention like, you know, some really cool food that you would sushi probably, um, <laughs> sure. but somewhere where you'd love to, to go eat. Would you, um, throw in a, a concert in there?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love concerts so much. Whether it's me performing or one of my favorite artists, I just think it's so much fun. um, and I also love going to concerts that, even with people that I've never heard of before, mm-hmm. I love hearing different sounds and different music and their own style. Um, so definitely, I would love to go to a concert, whether it was my own or someone else's. And I, for dinner, mm-hmm. I would <laughs> definitely have sushi. I love sushi.
2: <laughs> could you have an entire meal of just sushi, sushi, or would you like have to complement it with something mm-hmm.
0: else? I think I could do just sushi actually
2: okay yeah <laughs> yeah in my mind it's a side item but i know some people are like you know gung ho like you and hey, go all in and get that all the different varieties is the, do you have a go-to yeah. sushi place um near where you are that you could recommend for people cuz i know that sushi's becoming really popular around here
0: mm-hmm. um i can't remember where we got it from the last time it was so good um Oh my gosh, I have to think about it. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs>
2: but you found one that you're happy with because I know since you've moved yeah. it, you're kind of relearning different places. Well, that's good because you got to have your sushi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So you've touched on this already, um, but you've you've done some things really well and you've maybe stumbled in certain areas. If you could kind of, if you could talk to your younger self, pretend that you're that, I don't know if I want to take you all back to all the way back to three because three-year-olds <laughs> aren't that, you know, they can't reason too much. But whenever yeah. you like were five or six and you could listen to yourself as an older person, what would you say kind of like to help you um, go through? Because we're, we're going to assume you were going to do music, right? You knew it when you were three. So would you mm-hmm. talk back to your younger self and say, uh, what would be your like, I don't know, the, the recommendations to do things – a little bit better, a little bit different or just like it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I would have a lot to say actually. Um, <laughs> oh, good. <Bring> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would tell myself that it is going to get hard, but it's going to be important to never give up because your dreams could come true, but don't just dream about it. You have to actually go for it and work for it if you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell myself to wait to be sure about it, but also slowly get involved in the music community. Um, And sometimes um, the people you think will be there for you won't be. So you have to learn to be there for yourself and to rely on the people who do love you the most when things get hard, and they will continue to love you no matter what. Um, And I would tell myself that it's very important to do nice things for other people because you never know who could be having a really bad day. Even if you just smile at them, it could be giving them some hope. Maybe they're having a terrible day and just complimenting them will brighten it even just a little bit. I think it's very powerful to be able to just smile at someone. It can totally change their view of things. Um, and... hmm. Knowing that um, I was in Utah, I was not a part of the main culture and I felt excluded a lot. Mm -hmm. So I would tell myself that it is important to be aware of others and how they feel and to look out for each other, even if they're being hard on you. Um, I think it's, I would tell myself to just stay strong no matter how hard things get, because it will get hard in the future and you're going to make it through. You'll be okay. Just keep trying and be nice to other people, including yourself. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I tell myself. Yeah,
2: Lulu, tell me if I'm off on this, but I hear, especially right at the end, there just the the raw emotion and 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 gut wrenching um, feeling you have towards it's empathy, a it, feeling that you have towards people that suffer. Do you you feel really drawn? And um, like you need to help when you see people and they fall down or they're not doing well. Does that like does that call out to you?
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I can tell you that, that is fundamentally probably the number one thing to have um, is because that's a form of love, right? It's a it's a way of knowing someone else and trying to connect with them in a, in a, in a raw way and get to them and help them. And I, I, I just can't tell you how overwhelmed I am to hear that, that kind of thought come out of, um, of a young person. It's just, it's super, super inspiring. And if if you can kind of bottle that and keep it, um, it's gonna, it's gonna serve you well. And it's going to serve others even more. Um, mm-hmm. and I applaud you for that. I really I love that about you. Um, I'm going oh, to do a little bit of a left turn here for us because I always like to ask about gear. Um, I talked to Ken Aubrey just the other day. And I mean, he's a drummer and he has stuff like he's got this kind of drums and he plays with these kinds of pedals and cymbals. And so he's oh, wow. you know, a gear person. Um, singers, <clears> I've found, aren't really that particular about it. But um, do you have a go to microphone? Do you have a mic at your house that you like to use or one in the studio if you ever go in there and? Um, just certain things that you've found that complement your style that you, you know, like to kind of use and, um, and you're super, you know, like you're happy that those products exist.
0: Yes. Um, I do play quite a few instruments. Uh-huh. Um, I've been learning piano for quite a while. Um, I play ukulele, guitar, and cello. I really enjoy all of them. They all sound very different, which is really cool to just be able to play all of them, even if it's a bit difficult. I <laughs> am mm-hmm. um, very fortunate to have some great mentors who have believed in me and really helped me along the way. So my guitar was actually a gift from the producer of Kids America. Wow. Um, a few years ago, he took us shopping and personally helped us choose a guitar he thought we would like. And the one we chose is beautiful, and the color just pops, and I feel like it represents my personality, Um, which is really cool to have, actually, that it has a memory behind it.
3: Mm -hmm, Absolutely.
0: Um, Yeah. I still play that guitar, and I'm very thankful for it. And my recording equipment, um, it was also a gift. I had saved up for a nice microphone when I moved to Georgia, but it got damaged in the move. Oh. it's okay. Um, the <laughs> most <laughs> the most amazing person who would like to remain anonymous mm-hmm. sent it to me as a Christmas gift, really? and it's been helping me so much. It's so nice and beautiful, and the sound is crystal clear. It's so nice. Um,
2: and that's a. It's from Sure.
0: Yes, it's a Sure SM70. Okay, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um it would have taken me a whole nother year to save up for a new one. So I'm very thankful that this person was able to give it to me. It means so much to me. I almost started crying when it came. in the mail. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. And that's, it was, that's part of that was the thoughtful. whole thing that I was talking about. Um, it's not a guarantee ever, but it's just kind of like a, it's a thing that seems to happen. And some people call it karma. Some people call it, you know, just a reciprocation, but you put so much good out into the world. I can, I hear it in your voice. I see it in your actions that you're going to stumble across things like that in your life. And I like that you're so humble about it because it's, it was a true gift of of love and and expense from someone. And, and, and you appreciate it so much. I can hear that in your voice too. So cool. Um, any, what, any other gear that you want to talk about? I have in my notes some focus, right? Maybe I wrote that down wrong.
0: (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Oh my gosh, sorry, it took me a second. Um, It's, oh gosh, hang on. (laughs) It's like, I'm not very sure how to explain it. Um, It's what I use to like plug in my computer to, and it also connects to the mic and the headphones.
2: Okay so um, it's kind of like a bridge board to to connect to interface those different components yeah I got you yeah oh, mm-hmm. it's super, an audio interface yeah audio interface yeah it's that's super super helpful because you know a lot of those technologies that you mentioned were developed independently and and to marry them um I, mm-hmm. I, I love things like that i am a a'm a nerd about um, electronics and gears and uh, gear connections so <laughs> you're, you're speaking my language I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Um is there something surprising about you? I mean, you've talked a lot about, you know, how you are as a person. Is there something like if someone were to look you up on social media and read about you and listen to your music and whatever, just some something like totally off the wall like I'll give you an example. Um I don't know, you've got like you love jelly beans and 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 the jelly, <coughs> jelly beans are like the thing for you and is there something that would, you know, be really interesting for people to know about you. That is sort of a cool little, uh, like a, um, I don't know, just a a thing that is about you that, that maybe you haven't told anyone publicly. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, there's quite a few actually. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) yeah. Share as much as you want or as little. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I do impressions and not a lot of people know that actually.
2: (laughs) Can I put you on the spot for that?
0: Um sure I can oh. do um Ariana Grande or um what's her name Jennifer Coolidge? If
2: you right. know who that is. I know Ariana Grande yeah. of course. Um Jennifer Coolidge is a name that is familiar to me but um come <laughs> on I uh, I have I just called up Ariana Grande Ariana Grande for living in the limelight and uh and Ariana how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a second to oh get like into the <laughs> character? I can give you a second. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry. I then you think of what to do. Hang on.
2: Find a um, like a anything written that's around you—a book or something—and uh, and and maybe try to read it in her voice. I don't know, or however you like to do it. Or we can come back to it. Maybe you can tell me the other the other names that you have yeah. impressions for, and you can think about it.
0: Okay. Let me be it. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> this was not in our um, notes to talk about, I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on the spot with this before, because okay. nobody knows about it. But um, I'll come up with something. Another oh, thing um, a lot of people don't know about me is I have been skydiving. Ooh, um, cool. And I would love to go again or go bungee jumping, I just think that stuff is so much fun and adventurous. Um, and people would not expect that from me because I'm 14.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you like like the roller coasters and the go upside down and loops and all that stuff too? Like anything just uh, totally adventurous? Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, I would not have known that. That's a total surprise. And I'm going to give you a little, like a little out on the Ariana Grande thing. If you, um, If you can't quite, Gather it, which is totally fine. Before we finish, um, we can uh, we can do it off the off the recording, um, and I can splice it in for people. So, okay, keep thinking because I got a few more questions, and we can maybe put it uh, towards the end. Um, I want to talk right. about Bono, and when I just I want to oh, kind of leave that yeah. and let that hang and see if you know where I'm going with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Bono. Mm-hmm. The quote, um, (laughs) music can change the world because it can change people. Um, I love that quote because I do believe that music connects people and um, science has proven that music causes a physical reaction in the brain um, and it affects our mood and can give us energy or motivation. Um, Like Listening to sad or happy music can change what we notice and how we feel Mm -hmm. and it can kind of mold you as a person um, so that quote means a lot because I believe that music can change the world and it can change people it can change who you are um, and I oh my goodness again Japan I saw it connect people even if we didn't speak the same language and didn't know each other it still connected us somehow and it's a feeling that I've never experienced before but in that moment it was so magical and powerful and we all knew what was going on it felt amazing um
2: yeah and- yeah i think that's <laughs> it, you know everyone knows you two, um even even down to your generation they're of course solid in my generation i grew up on their music and uh, he's just well recognized as a like a philosopher um as a lyricist mm-hmm. and as a singer and uh i i i, I wouldn't have doubted as for a second that that quote came from him and i think it does um, really capture the way that you have maneuvered through the music industry and the things that you've done, because you are on purposely meeting new people and singing to new people and bringing cultures together. So, um, you know, I, I sometimes see people throw quotes up in different areas and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if they really believe it. But that, that seems to be like a mantra for you and you really do feel it. <laughs> and uh, all I had, I was like a little test. All I had to do is say Bono and it was like, yeah, that's what that is. That's me. I think that's really, really really (laughs) neat. Um, So um, you have been accepted as a competitor on Georgia Has Talent, and um, I noticed in the notes, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed in the notes that um, you've mentioned, um, if I mispronounce it, let me know, but um, Corrine Cook. um, Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your performance that is coming up in March and maybe um, your motivation for um, doing that show?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very close to my Aunt Rochelle, who I call Ra-Ra. Uh-huh. Um, she's actually been my hairdresser and makeup artist on a lot of sets. And she's very talented and one of the most kind people I know. Um, but in August, her mom, Corinne passed away from oh. leukemia. It was a very long battle for her, and she stayed strong for a very long time. And even though she's at peace now, I know my aunt still misses her so much and is hurting. Um, And I know she's sad that her kids won't have their grandma around. And I wanted to do this for her because she's done so much for me, and she's such an amazing person. I think she's a lot like her mom. She's always looking at the positive and trying to help others using her talent. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that this talent show had a real purpose behind it, I wanted to participate as a way to give back and say I love you.
2: That is so sweet and and, and genuine and, and straightforward and I love that. Um and again it just speaks to the the kind of person you are um at your tender age. I love that. So um <laughs> to finish up, um I'm gonna circle back just to one thing before we have Maybe two things happen. I'll have you gonna kind of tell everyone how to reach you and some of your socials and all that? But um, and then we'll maybe do the Ariana Grande thing or not. We'll see. <laughs> um, but it should be in here. Um, because we'll we'll make it happen. We've you and I've sort of made a promise to do it. Right? Not not necessarily right now, but we're gonna get it done. Can we commit together to have it done?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, cool. So the what I wanted to circle back to was mom, um, as being a best friend as being a good friend. How how does that happen? Because uh, if you could impart advice onto kids your age and to moms of your mom's age just to... Um, because clearly something's working. What do both of you bring to the table um, to kind of make that relationship so special?
0: Um, yes. My mom is my best friend. We're very close. And She's been helping me with music um, for my whole life, and she's believed in me, and that's meant so much to me. Um, And I think what's made our relationship so strong is honesty and loving each other no matter what we've done wrong and the mistakes we've made. Um, I am a teenager. I've (laughs) kind of broken the rules a few times, but we always forgive, and that's very important in relationships. Um, no matter what kind it is. Um, and honesty is very important with that as well. Yep. And just we're there for each other all the time, no matter what. If one of us is hurting, the other person is there. Or if we're both hurting, we're both trying to cheer each other up. <laughs> um, it's Our relationship is a bond that I've never had with anyone else. Um, it She does not just feel like a mom to me. She feels like, Um, such an amazing friend, like my closest friend in the world. Um, I can tell her everything and she'll still support me in the decisions I make. Um, And she's been there for me my whole life, no matter what. And with music, she's always been there driving me around or helping me with my makeup and getting me ready. Um, So that also kind of helped our relationship grow. Um, Just being together that much and spending that much time together um that played a big part in it. So I think spending time with each other, um, and someone you want to get close with, that's very important.
2: So Lulu, I'm gonna tell you a story that um is gonna collide exactly and actually is gonna um connect you and me to a degree that you didn't realize. But um uh my mom was very similar. So I was a drummer as a kid and uh oh, wow. as you might be aware it's a loud loud instrument and uh, <laughs> yeah I, when I told her that that's what I wanted to do she's like oh interesting cool okay yeah. and so I started and I got collected one drum and then the next Christmas I got a few more drums and then I had a full set at some point with the cymbals and everything and this was in my bedroom so it, like took up almost the whole room her attitude around that was exactly the same she said hey you got you know if you want to be in a band let's go find you know let's get you in a band. Um, if your band needs like help getting the stuff to the to gig, I, we, we had like a suburban, it was a big vehicle and I'll, I'll take them. Oh, do you want the guys to come over to play at the house? Let's do that. Um, I'll make snacks. Uh, she was totally in my corner for all of it. Okay. And so mm-hmm. fast forwarding to, um, 2011. Um, this was the, the birth of Georgia has talent, which at that time, the concert was called beat out cancer. And it's sponsored by a club called beat out cancer. Um, I lost her to ovarian cancer. And so my, my cheerleader was, was gone. And so like your motivation to sing, my motivation was to start that show and do something, you know, to, to take care of cancer in a, in a real way. So, um, Mm -hmm. You and I are, are a little bit twinning in this, in this respect. So um, continue loving your mom and appreciate her because they are in, in many respects. And I love your advice. So anyone listening to this, whether you're the child or you're a mom, um, what you painted was a really good framework. Just like with your mom and you, I had honesty. I did some things too as a teenager. Surprise! Teenagers do that. And we had a great, we'd talk about it and I'd own up to it and we'd work through it. And that is, that's huge is communicating and like making that line of parent child just sort of blur a little bit. Um, now there are times when mom needs to step in and, and make the adult decision on on certain things. And you know that, but to, mm-hmm. just to be able to communicate is, is insane. It's so good. So um, I wanted you to hear that. Um, a lot of people who know me personally know that, that story, but um, I I, I, we're paralleled in that kind of way. So who can find you? How can they find you? What, uh, what's your preferred method? Are you like an Instagram? Um, is that your go-to platform? Are you more um, Twitter? Do you like, do you have Facebook? Do you, your website? I know you've got a website, which is really cool for someone your age. Um, <laughs> how, how would you like people to reach out and be like, and, and follow you and, um, and, you know, kind of keep tabs on your journey?
0: Um, You can find me on all streaming platforms. Just search for Liliana Tani. Um, I'm on Instagram at Lululana and TikTok at AuthenticallyLulu. And um, my website is LilianaTani.com. So it's pretty easy. (laughs) It is.
2: And when Mm -hmm. did you get the nickname Lulu? When did that come out? Were you young?
0: Um, Yeah, my parents have really been calling me that for almost my whole life. Um, especially my mom, and it kind of just stuck with me. Lulu is who I am now. That's who, that's who I've become as a person, and I don't know. I really love that name and that my mom chose that for me. Yeah,
2: I love that it. it's become your stage uh, personality. It's become your um, the, the name that people who know you well can refer you to you as. It's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, we've gotten to the end here. It's been such a great time talking with you and I was going to throw out the option of the Aria Grani now, or we can have it like a, in a, in a separate recording. Are you feeling it?
0: I could, I could try. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can always, you know, what we can do oh. is we can splice it out and, and get your best uh, one after that. So there's there's no stress attached to this. There's no pressure at all. Um, I'm okay. just, I'm going to sit, I'll be quiet and I'm thanking you in, in advance. So this is where we could cut it off is um, just, it's been, it's, uh, I don't know if you realized we talked for way over an hour because you're just uh, oh, wow. such an incredible person and there's so much to say about you. So I'm, um, uh-huh, I'm in your corner. I respect everything that you've been doing and I love the fact that you're giving back to the world and, and just thank you so much for spending the time with us and, and telling us all these things. So um, I'm going to be quiet now and let you compose yourself. And if it happens, great. If not, we will uh, we'll, we can redo another time. Sound good? Okay. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. So I had to see the of sound biting against the soul, against all all the Against our You haunted every in no good to me. You to put out the fire in the Then just one look I, I feel your eyes me, and then
1: Take me there, far away, where our memories will be erased Take me there, to the place, where our heartache will wash away It's a journey this life we're in, it's rough Every day is a race to live, it's tough Van Gogh, sorry night, you're the light I want you by my side You're a beautiful work of art, my heart Take my hand, take me there or I'll fall apart Getting lost in the canvas of your eyes All I want is you by my side my hand take me there or I'll fall apart getting lost in the canvas of your eyes all I want is you by my side